It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That's got to be expensive. Oh, yeah. Tedious. Painful. Long, painful. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the all-new Score North mobile app. Rami Makhlouf along with Judd Zolgad. Mackie out today. Jonathan Harrison on the other side of the glass if you want to get in on the fun. 651-646-8255 is the number to dial or tweet us at SKOR North. Lots to get to in today's show. Later this hour, Judd's had it with Drake. He doesn't think Drake has earned this. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's gotten ridiculous. I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm sick of today. Drake's. <laughs> I love that's the way we start Drake show. is on the list. He's not atop <laughs> the list because we're, we're also going to talk about the Everyone Gets a Trophy Society in which we now that's live. That's at 520. Yeah, that makes me want to write that down that at makes 5 me, o'clock. Drake doesn't make me want to puke. I'm just tired of his act. I love that Judd opened the show basically the way Frank Costanza would by saying, I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Well, you know what? Honestly, it's the best policy on this Friday. So all that to come on this Friday edition of the Mackie and Judd with Rami extravaganza before we take you into the weekend. But Judd, you were listening to the first hour. You were part of the second hour yep. of the Score North First Place Twins show today. And five days a week at noon, we bring you Twins Talk here on Score North and the Score North mobile app. But I was on for the noon hour. You were on for the one o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. You heard something when Derek and I were talking, and you had yourself a twins revelation. Yes, yes. Well, I you it's, it's a revelation pertaining to me. Yeah, and you in particular, and Derek Wetmore. Well, it was. Now I, I explained this to Derek in hour two, which I don't believe you heard. I did not catch that. And Derek became very concerned that I was going I to crank some tunes and roll the window. I don't down blame on you the one way bit. Home, and I don't blame you one bit for that. The sun was shining. Yeah, wind I w- was blowing. Would have done the same thing. It was beautiful. So I, uh, uh, Derek became very concerned as I explained this that I was going to pick on him, and in fact I did not. But I said I have an explanation uh, of something that, as I listened to the first segment in the noon hour of the uh, Twin Show, Twins Daily Show, that uh, crystallized to me. Tell me this: When did you start the cut the brakes thing? Was that probably about three weeks ago? Okay. Okay. When I started, when I basically put them in the postseason, yep. and people were calling us and tweeting us and. Well, at least three people used the same exact terminology, telling me to pump the brakes when it comes to my Minnesota Twins excitement. All right. And I said, I'm not pumping the brakes. I've cut the brakes. There are no brakes to pump. So as I was 
listening to you guys in that opening segment of uh, today's show, it crystallized that you threatened earlier this week that as the successes continued, that you were actually going to, that, that you've cut the brakes. They're cut. The brakes are cut. But you were going to. The emergency brake is cut. Yes, There's but you no were, stopping this thing. But you, you were going to come join us all in the back of the uh, Bombasota bus. Yeah, at some point. And so it's just going to careen out of control. I'm going to put a brick on the gas pedal okay. and jump in the back and join in the party. Uh, and today's conversation was largely generated from the 14-3 to loss last night. And should there be concern about that or any players, in particular Martin Perez. Anyways, I realized as you guys, and you in particular, discussed this, that you already are in the back of the bus. And I also, it came to I me. Am? Yes. And here, and how did I get in the back? I'll of the explain. Bus? I don't even I'll know. I'll explain. Have Exa- I blacked out? Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> You're on your 14th beer from the keg. And here's the problem. And this, and I don't like this, but <laughs> I realized this. by the way, don't drink and drive. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a bus right, with, a, exactly. with a brick on the, right. So it's not really going to be real. <laughs> exactly. So if you take, yeah, I was going to say, if, if you, Call, call to complain, just buzz off. But anyway, so <laughs> so I realized, though, as you went through this explanation, and I don't like this, but it's the truth, you're in the back of the bus partying, and I'm driving the darn bus, and I don't want to drive the bus, but here's why. How are you driving the bus? I'll explain. There's How more, did you get the wheel? There's more to this. Okay. I take it you've seen Speed with a... Keanu Reeves, the yes. first one, right? Yeah, for okay, sure. Okay, great movie, right? So I am a combination of Keanu and and who who drove the bus? Uh, Sandra Bullock. Uh, Sandra Bullock. I'm a combination because I'm the one who's monitoring the the fact that that the brakes are cut, that if the thing slows down, it's probably going to blow up. But I am right now staring at things like the Martin Perez oil gauge. <laughs> Which last night was going down precipitously, which concerns me. He's not leaking oil. He's leaking oil. He's, he and needed so, an oil change. And so, That's all. This and so, requires an oil change. And so this all goes to my explanation to you the past week or, or so that you want to get another starting pitcher for the playoffs to bump these guys all down one. So now, so basically, you're drunk in the back of the bus, and I'm driving the bus because you're not even looking at the Martin Perez gauge because you're so giddy on on gas fumes and uh, and the Bomba Soda keg that sits in the back of that bus. By the way, if you want one of our uh, Bomba Soda t-shirts, go to scorenorth.com slash Bomba Soda. <laughs> I there's always ad <laughs> Some nice shirts there with the nice Bombasota logo. Anyway, so yeah. so that was my realization as you guys discussed this, because that's why I want a guy like Mad Bomb, because I don't want to put this all on Perez, because I don't know that he can handle it. And the twins are going to say the, the exact same thing. And if you look at Odorizzi and Perez, it's not going to be completely uh, surprising here if after, let's say they both pitch well into July, if one of them, and it might be Perez, regresses uh, quite a bit. And so if you've got that one extra guy, especially if he's a a top-of-the-rotation guy, now you're in position to make that World Series run. Okay, before I tell you why you're wrong and you can let go of the steering wheel, first, let me take care of this. Speaking of having a few beers, I have some tickets to give away (laughs) for the St. Paul (laughs) Summer Beer Fest. Not advocating any... No, get a designated driver or take an Uber or a Lyft or a taxi if you're going to the St. Paul Summer Beer Fest. I have a pair of tickets. It's the 11th annual St. Paul Summer Beer Fest this Saturday, 
no, actually, that's next Saturday, June 8th, from 1 to 5 p.m. at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. I'm going to give them to the seventh caller to 651-646-8255. Seventh caller to 651-646-8255. You get yep. a uh, pair of tickets to the 11th Annual St. Paul Summer Beer Fest. My guess right now, uh-huh. caller two gets them. <laughs> No, I'm not kidding, we Jonathan. We can't do that, Judd. We, we can't do that. Seventh. That would be against the rules, and I'm pretty sure if you break contest rules, there are legal ramifications. Well, then so you might want to do hold. like my job. It better be the seventh caller. <laughs> 651-646-8255 for those uh, summer beer fest. Anyway, so now I'm driving the bus. Let go of the wheel, Judd. Oh no! Like, oh, no. Th- nobody needs to th- look. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't. I don't think personally. Now again, maybe I have blacked out and just jumped into the back for the party, and I think I'm still driving the bus. I don't think I have climbed into the back yet. I think I still have my hands on the wheel and my eyes on the road, and I have my eyes on the Martin Perez gauge. I see it. He needs an oil change. That's it. He's not leaking oil, and when I say an oil change. To make this analogy make sense, I mean an adjustment. The Rays are a very data-driven, analytically-driven team. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they saw what he and the Twins were up to mm-hmm. in their film study and in their data study and picked up on it and were sitting on on something. They still couldn't really hit the cutter. The cutter was still pretty effective last night. That's not what they were pounding, but they found something in the scouting report that they exploited. Now, Martin Perez, Wes Johnson, and the and the gang, they have to kind of go back to the drawing board and just make their own adjustments so other teams can't find the same thing and exploit it. That's all it is. That's what good pitchers and good coaching staffs do. Every pitcher is going to have a start like that. Maybe not quite that bad if you're Clayton Kershaw in his prime or Max Scherzer now. But almost any pitcher is going to have those bumps in the road. Nobody, you don't need to, first of all, I still have my hands on the wheel and my eyes on the road. Secondly, when I let go of that wheel and I do put the brick on the gas pedal and I do jump in the back and I do join in the party, there's no need for you to grab the wheel or anybody else. That's what I mean when I say cut the brakes. This ain't your daddy's twins team. Let go of all the apprehension. Yeah, you are setting all- yourself up for a disastrous fall right now. <laughs> you are not monitoring the gauges whatsoever. I'm monitoring you the are gauges. Not, you're not looking at the I'm gauges. You, the Martin the Perez gauges. gauge. Okay, the scene in, uh, the scene in Speed, when, when Keanu gets on that little cart thing and goes below the bus, and he's trying to... It's one loss! And he, st- and he sticks, the, and he sticks the, the pen of some sort or in, into the gas tank, and it starts to leak gas. That's the type of thing you're going to miss completely. It's one loss. I understand that, but you need to be monitoring the Martin Perez gauge very closely. This is not, there is no guarantee that this is going to keep up. So you have to be watching this. You can't afford to get into the back of the bus I'm not and yet. not be, and not be watching the, that gauge very quickly or very closely. When they sign Craig Kimbrell, I might jump in the back. This is got this is setting up for such a disastrous ending. Rami, you've been working here for what, four months, five months now? Uh, almost six. Are you surprised? January fifteenth was my first fact, day on the air. Why are you surprised by the fact that Judd might be down on a team? I'm not, down, not, on, I'm not down on them. I'm not down on them at all. You are. But this is why I came up with the cut the brakes slogan, yeah. hashtag cut yeah. the brakes during the movement. Um because I know that it's a lot like the Metrodome and they put a roof on it movement. 
People like Judd, they feel like every stadium with a roof is the Metrodome. They are. So they're traumatized. <laughs> and I'm surprised they even have roofs on Listen. their house. First so, so much in the same way as the stadium that they played in, fans like Judd, who are long-suffering, they're traumatized by past Twins team who There's, who have have showed them promise and not, then let them down. It's and not I'm just telling you. Minnesota teams. It's I Minnesota get it. teams. This there's ain't an, your daddy's twins team. There's an option to live without a roof on your house? You can have a house without a roof? You're telling me that's an option? <laughs> you probably could if you wanted to. I like Sounds that. Sounds awesome. <laughs> exactly Think about right. the view. Look up at the stars. It'd be beautiful at night. Of course, it might rain. It probably would a couple times. Yeah. It might rain and interrupt your sleep. <clears throat> Nothing interrupts my sleep. <laughs> All I know is that Judd Zolgad, Derek Falvey, and Thad Levine are keeping our eyes on those gauges. I have my eyes on the gauges. we're monitoring the gauges very, very closely as to not have this be come to a crashing downfall like we've seen far too often in this town. I have my eyes on the gauges. I feel like I'm and I'm still And I'm still like in I can the trust, driver's seat I don't feel like I can trust of you. the Twins Bomba Soda party bus. I don't feel like With I can Jose Barrios. That's not like the greatest the party bus ever, the Bombas Soda party bus. Oh yeah, I'm it's a great idea. For one. I said we should. I I said two days ago that we should we should get that bus and charter it to Twins games. We have to. We I think it'd be great fun. It. We really have to do. I it. think it's a great idea. I think it'd be fantastic. Ross, if you're listening, get on it. Get on that. I think Phil actually took uh, notes on this two or three days ago. He did. He wrote it he down wrote while it down, we were yeah. talking about it. Said he was going to take it upstairs. Oh, but, this just—I can't wait. I'm sure legal will love the idea. <laughs> I can't wait. This sounds awesome. Yeah. By the way, I'm not driving that actual bus. No, I'm partying. Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. like—I'd like to see you drive it. <laughs> As someone who legal will be attending on that bus, I don't want Rami driving. Oh, it. see, that's the difference between us. I think it'd be great fun. I think the lawyers might have a problem with it. Probably. Probably going to have a problem with it. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Does a loss like last night? Make you start checking gauges like it did for Judd. 651-646-8255. Let's get in uh, Paul. Paul, you're on uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami. What's up, man? Hey, boys. Judd, did you get my tweet? Which one? Last night I was at the ballpark in Arlington. Open roof, by the way, Rami. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. They're building a new one with a retractable roof. They are. brought it up. (laughs) And your your thoughts. What'd you think? I, I have always loved the ballpark in Arlington. Not so much for the, the inside bowl, although I love the, what they call those, the facades out in the outfield there, the, the white decorative things on their suites. But the, the structure itself is gorgeous, including in the concourses. I put that thing up above uh, uh, Bush Stadium. You, you are right on. Around, uh, you probably don't know. I just went on a four-city baseball tour with nice. my wife. And uh, we hit uh, Bush Stadium, Kaufman, uh, Minute Maid, which has a roof, and uh, and Arlington, the ballpark in Arlington. And I got to tell you, I was surprisingly pleased with the Minute Maid Field or Park, whatever you call it. (laughs) I thought for sure, because of of the roof, that I would not like it. Because, frankly, Rami, I do not like Miller Park at all. Uh, I feel like I'm in a fishbowl when I'm there. But... Minute Maid is gorgeous, and it's wide open. The concourses are wide open to the field. You go in the outfield, they have bars out there where you can, I mean, you're, you're part of the outfield, basically. It's uh, it's a really neat ballpark, and that's with the roof open. But I think part, or closed, but I think part of it is 
the whole left field is glass, just like U.S. Bank Stadium where the Vikings are. You feel like you're outside if you're facing the, the left field wall. It's complete glass. Nice. Uh, and it is gorgeous. But you were right, Judd. Uh, Bush Stadium disappointed me. Uh, I went there for a tour a couple of years ago, and we walked around, and I thought, boy, this would be neat to see a ball game in. Uh, but it's it's the concourses are totally closed off from the field. It's not like Target Field at all. You you go to get a hot dog, and it's like the old stadiums. You can't see anything. You're totally blocked off, and it's dark and cramped. Uh, I, I would almost put Bush Stadium at the bottom of all four of those stadiums we saw. Wow, Paul, thanks for the call, buddy. Thanks, I appreciate Paulie. it. With Glad the, you enjoyed uh, the trip. The ballpark report. Bush Stadium is not that great. Never been. Every. Every ballpark built now or, or within the last 10 years or so has to have a, concor- a concourse oh. that you can see from. Oh. No, it's Bl- Bush Stadium. It's like being in a uh, 1976 stadium. Really? Yeah, it's not. It's First of all, it's too big. It's not built like a ballpark. But second of all, the fact that you can't see from the concourse is just silly. That's one of my bucket list things, by the way. Get an RV all, and go, all ballparks and go to every I'll, ballpark I'll join in the country. You. That would be awesome. Well, I'll join you in a How second. How long would that take? 30 ballparks? <sighs> cross country? It depends. I mean, if you don't want to rush, it would probably take all summer, right? Probably. But it'd be a lot of fun. Let's make it happen. We can do the show from the road, right? It's a good point. Hubbard will cover that. I was going to say, and that's a, a major uh, tax write-off as well, right? Oh, yeah. Because it's for, for work. Sure. It's all, it, would all, it would all be for work. And we can make it the Bombasota party bus. It'd be like, except you wouldn't, except then you'd, you'd coming back and I'd be like, Rami, who's driving? <laughs> uh, there's a brick on the gas pedal. Don't it's worry about beat it. beat up. There's smoke coming out of the back. The Bombasota party bus. <laughs> I'd be very concerned about that. But I'd love to. That would be such a fun trip. <laughs> that would be amazing. Because you... <laughs> I'm trying to think of what. Imagine the food at all 30 ballparks. Oh, man. <sighs> Why am I not surprised? I didn't even think of the food at all 30 ballparks. I didn't Jonathan, even give what, that a what's thought. the first thing that goes through your mind? I didn't even give that a thought. I mean, thought. it's 30 ballpark tour. For me, it's baseball and then food. That's it. That's the, those are the two I think things on my list. I think it designs and the structure. You and your design the and your architecture, man. And the, yeah, I want to see that from ballparks. Baseball and food. That's fine. That's what life is about. That's all I need in my life. I think more of the 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 palaces, the great oh. ballparks, and then the ballparks that wouldn't be so great. All right. Speaking of parks, Jurassic Park was rocking last night. And I said before yesterday's game, I said, we need to stop doubting the Golden State Warriors. We need to stop falling for this trick. Yeah, how you feel now? Am I falling for the trick now after game one? We'll discuss when we return. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 and the Score North mobile app. Siakam on the bounce. Gets it to Leonard up top. Works back to the far side. On the dribble. Shot clock at five. On Looney. Pull up three in the air. Good! Down the bottom of the well for Kawhi Leonard. 103-92 Toronto. That right there from the Raptors Radio Network. This is Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. And the Raptors, they uh, exercise their home court advantage and uh, top the Warriors 118-109 to in Game 1 of the NBA Finals last night. And it was Pascal Siakam 
who is the star of the game. Not Kawhi Leonard, who took the thing over. We all saw that coming, didn't Not we, Not the Ronnie? best player in the series, Kawhi Leonard. It was Pascal Siakam, 14 of 17 from the field. I think at one point he made 11 straight field goals, or was it 12 straight field goals? He was on fire and ended up with uh, 32 points and uh, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. So most importantly... Rami Makhlouf, have you now changed your no. your ways of thinking? <laughs> no. Yesterday you said, ah, it's, it's yeah. a foregone conclusion. It's Golden State. The Warriors are going to win. And I think you did say, I think your initial uh, prediction was five games, not four. But have you changed? Have, did anything that you saw in game one last night make you rethink your previous statements? No. I mean, I might be off on saying five games. It might end up being six. But my overriding point, which was that we need to stop falling for this trick and I don't know if the media genuinely falls for the trick or if they pretend to fall for the trick because they have hours of content to fill up. But this this thought that the Warriors are ever really in trouble or that this isn't a foregone conclusion and they're not going to walk away with a three-peat and they're, is it their fourth or their fifth ring? This would be their fourth, no, I, fifth ring, right? Yeah, I think it would be their fifth ring, yes. But so, this no, is this this seeing yesterday's game changes nothing for me. It's still the Warriors are going to win the NBA Finals. I don't know if the media makes it up uh, just to uh, try and create interest. That certainly television wise could be the case. I think as sports fans, we just want to think it's going to be compelling, though. Right? Like it's no it's no fun as a sports fan. So you think I, I we care. convince ourselves yes. of this to make it interesting? Yes, because <laughs> because what's the fun in saying okay, the play? You know, I've watched the, the entire playoffs, right? And now it's a foregone conclusion. That's no fun. So I think more so than than trying than us trying to convince fans that it's going to be compelling because that's good for our business. I think the overriding thing is we're all sports fans, and it's absolutely fruitless to say, have watched every round of the playoffs so far, and it's been fantastic, and now there's no chance. And regardless of which one of those it is, and I'm sure for different people it's it's different things. Some people are just contriving it. Some people really are falling for it. Some people are convincing themselves of it, like you just said. But whichever one of those three camps you fall in, yesterday played right into your hands. Like if if you want yep. to believe it, if you want to contrive it, if you're falling but you're not, for it, but you're not buying it. Whatever still, the saying. case might be, the, yesterday's game played right into your hands. No, and no, I'm not doing it. We do this all the time. Mm-hmm. We keep on doing this. We did it. How many times did we doubt the Warriors in the regular season? Remember when Draymond and KD were fighting, and we were like, "Oh, oh, oh this thing's gonna blow up." The Houston series, absolutely. Yeah, we, we did it again. KD goes down with an injury in the Houston series. Oh, this is Houston's chance. They're gonna take it. No, no, they're not. But I don't blame fans. Nobody's beating the Warriors four times out of seven games. It's just not happening. But I find no fault with fans who who love the sport, who don't want to say it's a foregone conclusion that Golden State is going to win, because that's no fun to say that. No, it's not. What's the point, then? Right. So if you need to convince yourself of that to make this series entertaining... One game by though, all means, don't let me stop you. One game would never change my view, which is that oh, it's I think Golden State wins. So it's a you think it, I think they win. Yeah, it, okay. but but what happened last night does not change me now to say I was completely wrong. Do we really think that Draymond Green is going to let Pascal Siakam keep dominating no. like that? No. no, of course not. Do we really think that Clay Thompson is going to keep struggling to find shots? He was hitting shots last night. I'm trying to find his line right now. Clay Thompson. Was eight for seventeen, so and three of six from from three point line. So he was hitting shots. He just wasn't finding as many shots as he usually does. Steph Curry 
was just getting beat up. And I, I, I don't think Fred Van Vliet is going to keep on doing this. He's a great story, though. I, I mean, he what's, is. it's a great name and it's a great story. Especially since he didn't start really doing anything until his his child was born, and then it was well, like he's got some like eight sort of kids magic or something, right? He's got a bunch of kids was, was sprinkled on him. Yeah, I mean, I I just can't see this continue to happen. I agree with you. Yeah, whatever we saw last night, yeah. can, will not continue to happen. But you would like to think that there is at least an outside chance that it could continue to happen because if it does, it's going to be a lot more fun. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Now let let's talk about the most important thing. Which is? From last night's game. Okay. Let's talk about Drake. I never thought I would say that. In fact, pull that sound. I never thought in my life. I'm almost 50 years old, and I honestly never thought that Judd Zolgad would have the words, let's talk about, let's Drake, talk about Drake, cross his lips. But, my gosh, can we please? Here's what I would do. If I'm the NBA, if I am Commissioner Adam Silver. Are you Silver, falling for this, too? If I'm Here's what I do. I send him a note, and I say, Drake, here's the deal. I warned you once. Do we have this any Drake is, we can play while Judd reigns? This is, well, but be careful, don't, because then you're going to have to take it out of the podcast, or we'll be sued by Drake, <laughs> who already is going to be mad at me for ripping him, because I think he's. I think he probably finds out what everyone says around the uh, entire country, both Canada and the U.S., about him. And then, anyway, I would send Drake a note, and I would say, Drake, from the rest of the series, you're in the upper deck, first row. That's where you're sitting, because this is just... You can't put Drake is, in the yes, upper I can. deck. You yes, absolutely I can. cannot. And here's the problem. Here, Here's where I'm drawing my line. I'm drawing my line right here. When I was a kid and through my teens, when the Lakers were obviously very good mm-hmm. at the Fabulous Forum, who was courtside every game, and having fun, too. Jack, Jack Nicholson. Jack. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Jack never went up and, and massaged the shoulders of any Laker coach. I don't think he went face-to-face with Kevin McHale. You're being that guy right now. And then even, but even Spike, even Spike had the give and take with Reg, but we never had him actually, I don't think, at the end of a game, facing off, unless I'm mistaken here, with a player. And certainly, I don't think Spike ever went up to um, Jeff Van Gundy and (laughs) massaged his shoulders. Drake, as far as I'm concerned, cares, is in is in the sec or in the first row of the upper deck from here on out. That's it. I'm sick of this. You can't put Drake in the upper I deck. I just did. I just did. <laughs> I, I just put Drake in the upper deck at what used to be the Air Canada Center and is now what Scotiabank uh, Arena. Okay, a few things. I just banished him. First of all, too bad. Let's start with this. I'm annoyed by Drake too. I'm as annoyed as most people by okay, Drake. Then we okay? moved him. I was rooting hard for the Bucks, and Drake was getting on my nerves. Okay, okay and he yes, con- he continues to get on my nerves. Come to my side, Rami. But here, but he's supposed to. Was this wrestling? Kind of. Yeah. Okay, that's not my sport. Then he's no, the villain. No. He's the villain. There's nobody unlike the villains are the players and coaches. There's the no- players. There's nobody really unlikable in this series, especially with KD out injured. Like because he, he can be petulant and unlikable at times. There's nobody else to dislike in this series. Everybody else is likable. You said to yourself, Steph Curry is one of the most likable oh, people very in the world. Guy, Kawhi yeah. Leonard, you can't not like him because he's a cyborg. He doesn't even have real human emotions or personality. So there's nothing to not like there. Yeah. There's no villain in this. Drake. So you want Drake to be the villain? Drake is the perfect villain. 
Oh, come on. I mean, he, he is. is, but I, I'm, I'm banishing him. And villains make things more interesting. I know, but I don't want a fan. He's nothing more than a fan. He is more than a fan, though. Well, that's the other point I was just about to get to. What is he? He is an ambassador. Oh, that's such BS. For the Toronto Raptors. I realize that. And, but, and did you know? And by the way, I'm yanking that. I if I'm the league, I'm stepping in and saying, you are. You no longer have Drake as an ambassador. I don't think you can or well, would do that. because. I, and I didn't know this until, until this playoff started and and he started making headlines by annoying people. He he sponsors their practice facility. It's the OVO practice center. I still don't. Wait, care. He's in he's in bad business wise with the Toronto Raptors. This isn't just some title. Then you know what that I'm doing? They bestowed upon him. He's in bed with them business wise. He sponsors okay. their practice. Then that's facility. perfect. Then that's perfect. Anytime he touches a, a coach or gets in a verbal argument with an opposing player, then. I'm finding the Raptors one million dollars <laughs> because if he works for them, basically, then I'm fi- then then he's a conduit extension of your franchise. One, in fact, you know what? First offense, a million. After that, two. Wow. After that, three. Wow. And then, and th- guess what? The Raptors are going to agree to put him in the upper deck, just like I said. And I don't know why everybody is so upset that he rubbed Nick Nurse's shoulders. Those are Nick Nurse's shoulders. That's for Nick Nurse to decide. Like, he can't, you can't he didn't be, walk up and rub Mike Budenholzer's shoulders. He, he didn't touch Giannis. He's still a fan. He though. didn't touch Draymond but he's still last a fan. night. He's still a fan. You're, you're, you should not be touching anyone who has anything to do with the game. But he's not a fan. He's an ambassador. Well, that's why I'm finding them. A million dollars. Every time every time he does something I don't like, it's a million more. Out of the Raptors' pocket. That's ridiculous. I'm fine. A million dollars. He's a, he's a good villain for this series. Jonathan agrees with me, and a good villain makes. He's a good villain, but he make, should be up in the second deck. It's a bar- it's a bar- in He's an embarrassment deck. right now. And, but let's quickly go through the trolling that Drake did last night, from beginning to end of that game. First of all, did you guys see the jersey that he showed up wearing? Yeah, he yeah. Um, Curry's old man Dell. He was wearing Raptors jersey. a Dell Curry jersey, which apparently are very hard to find. What? Go figure. Dell Curry jerseys are apparently very hard to find. So, Drake contacted a business who he's done uh, business with before, a vintage clothing shop in Brooklyn called Select Vintage, Vintage, Mm -hmm. to see if they had one. They did not, but the owner had a friend who loved jerseys and had sourced things before for them. Within three hours, they had tracked down a Dell Curry Raptors jersey. It's not exactly sure how the conversation led to this, but it was communicated that Drake, whose handlers had bought pieces from the store before, had to have the jersey. It would be the ultimate troll move with the Toronto Raptors hosting the Warriors, blah, blah, blah. I'll jump ahead in the article. Now they just had to close the deal. I don't want to give it up, he said in the early morning negotiations. Uh, While said the person who owned the jersey, he had purchased it from a former Raptors player six years ago. It was tailored for Dell, but he never played in it. It was also signed by him. Okay. They begged for it. Finally, mm-hmm. he gave up the jersey, and they had to transport this thing from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, there is no D at the end of that, <laughs> to Toronto overnight. So it's not a game to get worn. it into Drake's hands. So it's not a game worn, but that was the intention for Dell Curry back when he was with the Raptors. I think in 2000, 2001? It, Yes, they okay. got in the car and drove ten hours to you know Toronto what? in time for a handoff on Wednesday night. That's awesome. And Drake would look really good in the second deck wearing that Dell Curry <laughs> Raptors jersey, hiding his tattoos of Steph. 
Curry and Kevin Durant's numbers on his So own. then, during the game, Drake had an exchange with Steph Curry that looked friendly, and Drake picked a piece of lint out of Steph Curry's hair. Yeah, see, this is... He then took to Instagram later... One million dollars right And there. after his altercation with Draymond Green, changed his Instagram username to Draymond shouldn't wear 23... And posted a picture of him picking the lint off of Steph Curry's hair, a picture of the piece of lint on his finger, and told people that the lint was on sale on his eBay account, which if you went to his eBay account last night, (laughs) it indeed was. It was posted three times because apparently the bidding kept going up. It started at $34.99, then to $99.99, then $100 if you wanted to buy the hair lint of Steph Curry's that Drake picked out. (laughs) <laughs> this is this is everything you're saying is exactly why this is amazing. By the That's time they come, at its by the time they come back to Toronto, I might ban them from the building. <laughs> this is great. I'm sorry, but this is great. It's great, great theater, which is all that this is. It's entertainment. We need villains in entertainment, and Drake is just filling the role. I think it's fine if players can be the villains, but this is absolutely ridiculous. And this guy, okay, so if he took a piece of lint out of Steph Curry's hair, that's a million right there. The confrontation with Draymond is two. Uh, the Nick Nurse thing was one. Ori- so I've got him up to about four. Four. Four million, four million dollars in dollar fines guys. to the Raptors. And you're putting him in the upper deck. Yes, and I'm finding the Raptors, not him. Because I can't find him because technically he, do- he doesn't own a piece of the team, I don't think. He's so, a team employee, so technically you can. Well, I'd prefer, I'd prefer to make the Raptors' ownership feel the hurt because then they'd be much more uh, on board with my banishing him to the upper deck. Why don't you just do both? I might. This is a great idea. You guys are party poopers. No, we're not. This no, is, we're we're ultimately can I put him in the rafters, so he just has to watch the Raptors from the rafters. I see what you did there. That's very good. Okay. No, you can't. All right. No, no, he's Drake. He's got to be in the first row of the second day. Sorry, Rami. Now I need a break. You're tired of Drake. Drake gave your Milwaukee Bucks more trouble. Like anybody. I said, and I'm the one trying to defend. Like I said, these I'm folks. annoyed by him, but I'm supposed to be. It's like when you watch a TV show and there's a character who you hate, but you're supposed to hate. They're just doing their job and doing it very well, right? But, he has, no, is but he has no business interacting with players. That's fine. I don't care. Whoever it is, just give me a villain. And well, Drake do you just want coach. some rando guys? No. Do you not care? It wouldn't be as entertaining if it was a rando guy. But it's inviting It's inviting people. It's Drake. It's Hotline Bling, dude. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> That's oh, okay. Let's take that break. Fly ball to center. Buxton coming in. And a diving catch. Oh, what a catch by Byron Buxton. A full-length dive after a sprint. One away. That, of course, was from uh, the Twins' 14-3 loss last night to, uh, to the Rays. And as I watched Buxton make that catch, I was reminded of the uh, not-so-good old days in the Metrodome. Those hurt like hell. That's carpet burn bad yeah. right there because you slide right on that he, carpet. Well, you can see him win. Oh, yeah. That takes sure. off some skin. Yeah. Uh, so there is a positive. I've got a positive from the box score of last night's 14-3 to loss. Hold on. Judd Zolgad yes. has something positive. Yes, a Which, big takeaway. In and of itself is usually 
Groundbreaking news. That's not necessarily fair. He has fair. a positive that's after a fair. fourteen to three loss. Okay, that that that's part, downright impressive. Okay, because I've been I've been extremely positive and uh, high on these twins who have been playing great baseball in becoming uh, the best team in baseball two months into the season. But let me give you from the box score last night, and Rami, this is where we agree for sure that these are not your father's twins. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Under the pitching lines for the Twins. And again, consider it was 14-3. to It was a blowout loss. Martin Perez uh, yanked after giving up six hits and six earned runs in two and two-thirds. Obviously not effective. What I love about this box score, though, and where it shows that this team is not only smart, but in some ways ruthless if they have to be for the sake of the betterment of the team itself, I would estimate that if Gardy uh, had been the skipper for the Twins in last night's game, that your list of Twins pitchers would have gone something like six to seven deep. It would have been, this guy comes in and is not that great, so we're going to bring in this guy, and and that they would have uh, piecemealed together what we have for a long time referred to as a bullpen game, right? Lots of guys coming out of the bullpen to get you through what is an ugly defeat and basically a defeat that was decided early on in that game. But what I love and what Baldelli did, and, and I think this goes all, all the way up to Falvey as far as the strategy, Rami Maklov, is this. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that Zach Littell, a young man, 23, out of the bullpen, was a sacrificial lamb. Eight earned runs, he went, uh, let me see here, four and a third, gave up 10 hits. He came in and got hit hard immediately. And... Old school baseball, I think, says, oh boy, he's getting hit hard. Let's go to the next guy, and then subsequently the next guy. But you know what? When Perez failed, that game was done. And I'm I'm serious about this. I can't stress this enough. I love the fact that they said, kid, too bad. And then <clears throat> Rocco, who I think is a diplomat of the first class, very bright guy, <laughs> post-game praised him. Right. Rightfully so. Right. But but he acknowledged to Latell and the clubhouse, I know exactly what I did, and I know that that was not fun, but for the betterment of starting a 10-game road trip, if you were to have rifled through, let's say, six guys, that's a lot. You go into tonight's game having used two guys from the bullpen. The second guy was used, I think, to get three outs. That was it. But the strategy of saying... We're going to lose this game. This game's done. Whatever this kid can or can't do is fine. But but more importantly than the hits and runs is the pitch count and how long he's going to pitch, and he's going to stand. I referred to him today on the uh, Score North First Place Twins show, and Derek took some exception to it and said, hey, man, that's that's a human being out there going to pitch. Mm-hmm. But I referred mm-hmm. to him today as the human white flag. He's he's a guy who you send out there, whether you're down big like you were last night, or whether you're up big like like you were, or or like you you could be in in another game coming up. That's almost the only reason that that he's on the roster. I mean, we haven't seen him in a week. He hasn't been in a game in a week, and that was his only other appearance since getting called up to the major league roster. There's that's the only reason almost for him to be here is to eat up innings when it doesn't really matter. 
That's why he's here. So I, I don't see why anyone would take exception. And I know nobody is saying that they are no. today that they no take exception no. to it. But back in the day, you're right. Yep. That would have been a big no-no for a manager to do that to a guy and to quote unquote make him wear it like that when he wasn't the one who who really put the team in a bad spot to begin with. Mm-hmm. But you needed that. And and I love the fact the post game that was acknowledged. They didn't try and hide that. Right. They, they said Rocco came out and gave the quote in his post game, offering up, "I know exactly what we did. We appreciate that, and we're going to tell him that again." But ultimately, he is he is at that point in time, and this might sound callous. I don't care. He's an arm. Right. He's an arm, and when you're starting a ten game trip and you're a good team. You do not want to cycle through arms in a game that you know is lost. And that game, when Martin Perez failed, was lost. Absolutely. There was no sense in trying to be kind. That that was, was, at its cruelest, it was abuse of an employee, at its cruelest. But it's the smartest thing that you could possibly do. And I love the fact then that they came back and also said, we know that. Because you're not going to make Martin Perez wear it. No, And what's nor the po- should you. And what's the point of burning arms in the bullpen? Who you're going to need, who are crucial in games that are close. But this is where you're right in saying that these are not your father's twins. And these twins, I think, from a player perspective, a manager perspective, and the executives, I think they're likable guys. I think they're smart guys. But they are also extremely calculated. And when they have to make a decision that we all might say, "Mm, that's tough, guess what? They're going to do it. Right. And the old school baseball people would have run through that bullpen and said it's not fair to Rogers and Parker. Exactly. You would have run through everybody. And and you would have said it's not fair to the kid. But ultimately, it's the smartest thing that you can possibly do to the kid. And then you'd go into tonight's game after burning your bullpen in a situation where it didn't matter and the game was already essentially over going, we need a good long night from our starter. For what? (laughs) But you're right. (laughs) For what? And that's a good... Yes. Right? And we've heard that here up until the last few years. Boy, we need our starter to go six or seven tonight because we burned through our bullpen last night. Well, guess what? Pummeled. Yes, guess what? In this case, there was no reason to go through your bullpen, and they didn't. And those are the, they might strike you as small, they might strike some as callous, but those are the type of things that smart, winning organizations are willing to do because sometimes you have to put the good of the team above the player or pitcher. No station is talking twins more or better than we are here at Score North. Now, five days a week, we bring you Twins Talk at noon, including contributors like Len Perkins, Tom Kelly, Patrick Royce. You can uh, find it. Just search Score North Twins Show on Apple or Spotify or go get the Score North mobile app. You can listen live via live.scorenorth.com. Just type that into your web browser. But the app is the best way to listen. And when you listen live and on demand via the Score North app, the longer you listen, the more points you rack up for potential rewards. The Score North mobile app is free. It's available for Apple and Android. It's also your one-stop shop for all written content on scorenorth.com. I know Judd has a column up there talking about the Twins. Derek Wetmore just put a column up talking about the Twins, so go get that Score North mobile app. After a short break, all sports talk radio shows make predictions. We actually keep track of them, and we will uh, write some things down next, right after this. It's Mackie, Judd, and Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500.